everyone, welcome to another edition of the Final Down on NFL podcast with me, Jim, Punk Raider and Denver Dave. We're here to talk about the NFL, boys. How are we doing? It feels weird. It's been a while. It has. It has. It has been a while. And I'm currently sat in the snow up north in West Yorkshire going, what the hell am I doing here? Trying to make this work through hotspots and crappy premium Wi-Fi. And... Get to yeah, exactly. How did, how did my rock and roll lifestyle end up with me sit, sitting here talking to you idiots? <laughs> oh, Joe. <laughs> hey, how do you think we feel? We're, we planned our night around you. It's even worse for us. <laughs> exactly. You hey, man, I'm, I'm old enough and ugly enough to not care anymore, so. Ain't that the truth. <laughs> Apologies, guys, for last week. I was the one that came down with the COVID and other sorts of things. So, um, yeah, I need to uh, apologise for that one. But, Did they uh, manage to get the Tonka toy out of your butt? <laughs> nice to just it pivot. squeezing it in. Pivot, 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 and it got out. So it's okay. Uh, right. So we've got two divisions to go through, boys. The final two in the NFL, and then we can move on to like draft stuff for the rest of the um, the month. So. We're going to start with the NFC North. And as with every episode we've done, we're starting from the, the top team down. The top team, again, was the Green Bay Packers. Uh, no championship game this year. It was a one and done in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers signed a $200 million deal. Um, but Devontae Adams wouldn't play under the franchise tag and forced a trade to the Raiders. Green Bay even matched that offer. And uh, Yay. Devontae was not now, having if, it. So. If you recall, a few weeks ago, I actually said when we uh, looked at the AFC West that the Raiders needed a wide receiver. I think and you'll I think, find I Dave, said it you first. agreed with me. I yeah, said it you first. you agreed with me. Well, yeah, you said I... it, but I already had it planned. So, <laughs> Well, and, um... I said it first, and the record will show that. <laughs> no, I said you guys need an absolute stonking top-notch wide receiver, which you've got. You also needed a linebacker. You've needed a, line, uh, a good couple of linebackers for about a decade. Got those as well. Help on the offensive line, uh, defensive line. Got that as well. Check, check, check. Bit of secondary. Check. I mean, off season. Yeah, West is going to just be an absolute wow. ball fest next year. There's three good it's, teams. There's well, yeah, three good teams <laughs> and the Chiefs, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah. You can't even Outrageous. call them the Chiefs anymore. Just, just, just Kansas, not Chiefs. Just Kansas. Chiefs, Chiefs implies Kansas important. Just, just Kansas. Yeah. Listen to you two. Play the ball yet? Listen, yes. there's a pretty good chance that this bubble is going to burst very quickly. Let's let us just enjoy it, will you? Oh yeah, no, oh, yeah. There'll, there'll be injuries galore in training camp, and Hello? we'll both end up starting with like you know fourth round picks or something. Yeah, I mean, Devontae Adams How long was, we... wasn't the last of them to leave uh, from Green Bay. Outside linebackers yeah. Darius Smith's gone in division to the Vikings for 42 million over three years. Marcus Valdez Scantling's now in Kansas City on a 30 million dollar deal. They did manage to keep cornerback Russell Douglas and tight end Robert Tunyon, though. So, silver linings and everything. I mean, Robert Tunyon is an Alan Lazada, like the only receivers that they have. Now, Randall I don't Cobb. want to blow my load too early. Randall Cobb. I don't want to blow my load too early and say what their highest need is, but I think you'll probably guess where I'm going to be going. <laughs> um, but let's do the season review bit first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the best game, they had some typical good wins as part of that 13-game tally. But the one that stands out to me is the week six game in Chicago, not because it was the highest scoring or it was the Packers beating a tough division rival. It was the I own you game. And for that reason alone, it stands out as that kind of highlight for the entire season. When you look back over Aaron Rodgers' career, that 
snip will come into his highlight reel because he does own the Chicago Bears and he owned them again in week six. So I agree that that's probably one of the highlight moments. And I think you're right. That will be on a highlight reel. But the NFC North is such a bad division. I can't pick a division game for the Packers as being the highlight because the division's rubbish and has been for some time. I'd go the Seahawks 17-0 win. I know Ross had only just come back from injury and it wasn't you know, the rush that we hope to see next season, or at least 33% <laughs> of the people who, who host this podcast <laughs> hope to see. Um, but when you shut out uh, the Seahawks, I know they're having a bit of a rough time with it, but it was an absolute domination. I know it was only 17-0, but it was still a nil. And you know my feelings on shutting the team out. It's a big, big Do deal. You love a nil. Yeah. Love was a that nil. not Jordan Love game? No, no, it Seahawks was Rogers, Rogers Wilson. No, no, it was it was uh, mid. Didn't Jordan Love play a game that, that they won about fifteen nil or something? I'm sure he had a crap game that he won. Um, Jordan Love played a few game, uh, sorry, a few games towards the end of the season. One of them was against the Lions in the game that they lost. Um, I know he played in that one, and I don't remember him taking too many more snaps. I might be wrong. I haven't watched an enormous amount of the Packers, but I know he played against the Lions because, you know, mm-hmm. Lion fanboy over here. <laughs> don't really care too much about their best game. You know, they, they beat who they normally beat. Um, it's, hard to, it's hard to get... I mean, the hard game is that that loss to the Lions. I don't care that Jordan Love took a few snaps. That That's the hard... The only other nominee for that is the 38-3 loss against the Saints early on in the season. Well, that's because um, I say everyone forgets that week one game where they laid Was that week one, was against it? Against the Saints, yeah. They got murdered, absolutely destroyed in that game. Um, no, surely surely their, worst, their worst game, there's there's a very obvious one for their mm-hmm. worst game. Mm-hmm. The damn good uh, playoff loss playoff the division around to the Niners. I was going to say, wasn't it 14-10? Is it 13-10? 13-10 and Most disappointing. Niners, I'm not sure if it was the worst. The Niners, Most disappointing. It's the worst. The Niners only scored a touchdown on special teams. So, mm-hmm. you know, to actually not be able to put points up at home in a playoff game, in the snow, against a team from California. Yeah. I mean, come on. What are you playing at? <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd go with that one. I had that one as well, Funk. Absolutely. I'm sticking with the Browns for obvious reasons. I'm sticking with the Browns. Uh, the Browns, the Lions. <laughs> the Browns. The Browns. I'm sticking with the Lions. They beat the Browns. No, I'm sticking with the Lions for obvious reasons. Yeah. So, yeah, 13 and four this year, 13 and three last year made absolutely no difference. They got you know, just taken out straight away in the, in the playoffs. Um, free agents that are still available Kevin King, cornerbacks looking for a new, new deal. Not surprised that hasn't been signed because he's been an absolute bloody liability for them. Um, right tackle say. Dennis Kelly and uh, Tyler Lancaster, the defensive end, also looking for a deal. If we just look at quick, very quickly at their cap uh, space, they've got 15.1 million on the cap. Uh, and in the draft, they've got 11 picks. They've got uh, two firsts. They've got the 22nd pick for um, Devontae Adams and the 28th pick. Two picks in round two, a third, two fourths, a fifth, and three sevenths. Yeah. So I at this point, <laughs> we ask what they're going to do with those. What's their biggest need moving forwards? Well, I think they're going to have to go out and pick up wide receivers, uh, whether it be in the first round or the second round, I don't know. Um, but they, they absolutely have to pick up receivers. Um, there's depending on what happens with the receivers, with re, uh, top receivers 
uh, in this draft. I think it's, it would be very easy for receivers to potentially slide and you end up picking up someone like Chris Olave, uh, one of the later picks. What did you say they were picking? 22nd and 28th. I mean, it's possible. There's there's going to be receivers there, um, but there's all there's you're you're going to be able to pick up someone who's going to be very useful. But the problem I think with the Packers is they need multiple receivers. Whether they do that in free agency, any free agents that are remaining, there's still a few wide receivers out there. Whether they draft guys or whether they bring in undrafted free agents and hope they pick up, you know, a, a couple of absolute stinkers there, then. then that's what they have to do because at the moment they've got a couple of receiving. You need seven, you know, you need to go into the season with seven receivers, maybe cut one or two and hope that, you know, your five remaining cover injuries and that kind of stuff. At the moment they've got a couple and that's not good enough. Yeah, you can't argue with the receivers. Um, you know, it. the interesting thing will be whether um, Rogers actually throws to them because, he seemed to have a blind spot for everyone but Devontae Adams. So without Adams being there and being in a much better situation in Las Vegas with his best <laughs> bud and DC. A warmer I mean, situation, maybe. But I don't know it's a you case know? of uh, Rogers might actually have to, um, uh, you know, maybe, maybe create a little rapport, uh, possibly be a little nicer to some of his other receivers. So you know we'll, we'll see what happens. But if if when the Raiders play the Packers, what you guys need to do is put Devontae Adams in as like a second high safety, and just see if force of habit kicks in, and Rogers <laughs> just keeps picking him out on the interceptions. Because you're That'd right, be he's been, wouldn't it? It'd he's spent several years doing nothing but feeding him the ball. I mean, Rogers has been so good that he's been able to do that. And it, w- it wouldn't surprise me if they pick up someone in the draft who everyone thinks is absolutely phenomenal because he gets 120 passes a year and comes out with 13, 14 touchdowns. And it's because he's got Rodgers throwing at him. Then he gets a big contract somewhere else and turns out it's actually not that good. Um, but he, he needs a new play pal. Uh, I'm not so sure, but it, it took him years for him and Devontae Adams to build up that rapport. If you remember the, the early days, Devontae Adams, he was a drop machine. And... People were oh, we will see that again next season. Liability. Well, yeah, yeah, possibly. Uh, it'll be fine but, next season. <laughs> what I'm <laughs> saying is, they stay with DC. <laughs> they, they, you know, he's family. It's, it's, it's not even. <laughs> Shut <family>. up. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to get injured or, or be in prison. Monte's <laughs> already family. You know, he's, he's DC's family, so it's good enough for me. Well, number I, one I, receiver I, in football. Did you say? Yeah, go on. Then. <laughs> just talking about the Packers quickly I'm well you know we've been waiting for Rogers to leave so that they can have their proper down years uh, with Jordan Love they've managed to stave off for another two years maybe with this deal that they've done with Rogers but they've completely hamstrung well, themselves as, as far as I can see because they've had to give him all the money he agreed to this deal potentially knowing that he couldn't keep Devontae I'm, I'm guessing they didn't know for certain they would better keep Devontae but they must have said there's a chance he won't play under franchise tag and no matter what we do, we might lose him. And apparently Rogers has said he's okay with that. So I guess he's just happy to run out Green Bay for the rest of his career now and milk as much I money get, as possible. I guess he's just taking all the monies and mm-hmm. that'll do him, I guess, because, you know, they have got more holes than just receiver there and you know, yeah. it's it's not really a case of, they'll just be able to pick two guys up easily in the draft and that's it. They'll be as good as they were last year. I think they've got a few more issues on defense as well. So, you know, 
It's 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 going to be an interesting one for the Packers to see if they can wheel a deal and get the players they need in. But I've got a funny feeling that it's just two years of Rogers taking the money and you know maybe making the playoffs if they're lucky. That's how it feels to me. That's how it feels to me. Yeah. So good to know there's a consensus on that one. Let's move on then from the Green Bay Packers, the perennial uh, top of the NFC North. Let's go to a team that finished second in the NFC North, and that was the Minnesota Vikings. They finished with an 8-9 record last season. It was 7-9. and nine. Um, It was the end of Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman in Minnesota, another team that's looking for a Sean McVay ball washer for the next head coach. Kevin O'Connell comes from the Rams offensive coordinator job. Quezzi Adolfo Mensah comes over from the Browns as the new GM. Um, they splashed out on edge rusher Zadaria Smith, who, as we said just before, came from the Packers, turned down the chance to go back to Baltimore as well, um, and signed a three-year, $42 million deal with the Vikings. They also picked up defensive tackle Harrison Phillips from the Bills and linebacker Jordan Hicks from the Cardinals. Tight end Tyler Conklin did go to the Jets for just over $20 million. Mason Cole went to the Steelers, and safety Xavier Woods went to the Panthers. Uh, their best game... I had uh, getting that week 10 win over the Packers always a highlight for a team who now can't seem to even make the playoffs. They won the game 34-31 with a two-minute drive and a field goal. So that was my choice for best game for the Vikings. I had no (laughs) argument with that. I mean, the Vikings last season was such a disappointment. Um, Mm -hmm. Any game they won could be a candidate for their best game. So, yeah. I mean, to be fair, the only the only huge disappointment is that Zimmer didn't end up at Broncos. But that the, is, yeah. you know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, more likely to the bloody Raiders last year, and I'm you know obviously being away for work and stuff. I haven't done my usual prep that I would do before the podcast, just looking at results and stuff. And I'm sitting here now, and I genuinely cannot think of a half decent Vikings performance. In the past yeah. five years, no, I agree. Yeah, they won games. But <laughs> five years. Certainly, last season it was they 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 beat the teams you'd expect them to beat and lost everybody else. Steelers. So, oh, yeah. you know, the Steelers. Steelers. They beat the Steelers. Yeah, they beat, beat the Steelers, though, didn't they? Broncos beat them. I mean, it was week one. Of yeah, Christmas Raiders season, beat them. Wins a win. We beat them. <laughs> we, we, you know, we, we beat them at their place. So, worst uh, game of the season. Um, it's either the week four game against the Browns where they scored a touchdown in the first quarter and then that was it in a 14-7 loss or it's the week Jesus. 12 and giving the Lions their first win of the season with a 29-27 game. I don't know which one was yeah. worse. Lions Probably lost. giving the Lions their first win. It's going to be the Lions. It's yeah. going to be the Lions because that's that's the one that gave them the momentum to <laughs> you know, pick up those three wins and mm-hmm. one tie. Who was the tie against? The, the, tie, the tie for the Lions was before... The Vikings game. Is yeah. it before? So they yes, tied with the Steelers before the Vikings. So it was actually the yeah. Steelers that were the ones the that, that gave, gave the line the, Lions, the impetus the to, to get those wins on the board. Yeah. That's that's pretty good going. Yeah. <laughs> uh current free agents still on the on the May on the on the block here. Anthony Barr, outside linebacker, he's 30 years old. You've got Patrick Peterson, a cornerback. Um, Rashad Hill, guard, he's 30 years old. Mackenzie Alexander, another cornerback, he's 31. Um, D.D. Westbrook, ex-Jag, wide receiver, he's 28. Uh, Still going. Contracts. I thought he'd retired. And Everson Griffin, the defensive end, he's 34. And is out of contract. They've currently got 10.7 in cap space. And they have eight picks in the draft. They have a first round, second round, third round, a fifth round, three sixth round picks, and a seventh round pick. Do you know, um, their biggest need has already been filled as a new oh, yeah. head coach. 
that's that's it. Then a new head coach, new schema. Anything more than that is absolutely fine. They're still paying Kirk Cousins far too much money. Um, 15% yeah. of the entire cap space is Kirk Cousins. That's not a good position to be in. Um, yeah, you mentioned Harris. change there. anytime soon with all the other contracts that have been thrown about recently. Yeah, you mentioned Harrison Harrison Phillips, not Harrison Smith. You mentioned Harrison Phillips coming over from um, uh, the, Bills. The, uh, the Bills. I had him going to, back when we, back in the old days, when we did our mock draft, um, sort of 1.0, I had Harrison Phillips, so his nickname was in college, Officer Phillips, um, going to the Vikings. So he's kind of ended up there. I was ahead of my time, who knows? Um, <laughs> so no, I think, I think this next season could be a real, big season for them if they get some momentum um division's not as strong as it was they've got a rookie cube by one end they've got the lions the other end and you know the packers aren't going to be what they've been so this is the year this is the year that the vikings can really have a good push and win their division yeah they won't Simple as that. no i know they, know they this won't. is a year i know but this is the year no i i agree this is this is an opportunity for them but it's it's the Vikings. They just don't do whatever they should be doing with the personnel that they have. Yeah, and it's been only, that way for nigh on 10 years. The only piece of advice we could do is leave the Vikings out of your bloody accumulators. <laughs> leave them out. Yeah. Because <laughs> whatever Definitely. you get on them to do, they will destroy it. I would be living in a gold-plated mansion now if the Vikings did what they should have done. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to throw in that they have very few holes in their actual roster um, yeah it's good cornerback I think they do need some help there they brought in Chandon Sullivan from the Packers but the starting cu- um, cu- starting corners are currently Cameron Dantzler and Harrison Hand Dan- they need Jesus, a hand. he's old isn't he yeah so yeah, they'll, they'll address that through the draft then. I think probably first round they're looking at a cornerback um, wide receiver as well I mean Adam Thielen's on the way down yeah, in my opinion they'll pick up some cornerbacks so, they need some wide receiver help as well I agree. He, he started picking up loads of injuries, Thielen, as well, which, sure. you know, when, you, when you're regularly picking up four-week injuries, things are going off again. That's that's normally a sign that your body's starting to break down. So, yeah, I'd agree with the receiver. I also think they could do with a bit more pass rush, to be honest. I think they, 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 need, to, they need to stiffen that defence. And if they're going to play with young corners, then, you know, pass rush is the way to help them out. So... I hope his Zaria Smith will learn his positions there as well. Yep. I think the, prob- the problem with picking up a corner in the first round, as you mentioned, there's two solid corners. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not calling him Sauce because he's a college player out of the AAC and he doesn't deserve that name yet. So Ahmed, Ahmed okay. Gardner and Derek Dingley. You've got mm-hmm. those two who are your top, top 10s. Yeah, yeah. They're picking 12. So you kind of have to move up to go and get your guy. I hope there's not a run on them. And after that, there's no one else who you really expect to go in the first round. Maybe a couple of sliding, maybe like, Booth, but I mean we we now Booth Clemson. You know how much I you know much you know much I hate you know how much I hate Clemson. Um, there's no way you're picking him twelve though. So you draft you, you trade down. <laughs> you can trade down. Let's move on. Yeah, that, Let's move so on. That's from the anyway they're picking one in the first round. <laughs> Let's go on to the team that finished third in the NFC North, and that was the Chicago Bears. They finished with a six and eleven record last season. They were eight and eight. Um, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace were finally sent packing. Matt Aberflus <laughs> was brought in from the Colts defensive coordinator position. Ryan Poles was a player personnel guy for the Chiefs. Um, he is now the new GM. Alan Robinson's finally out of Chicago as well after the Rams stepped in with a three-year $65 million deal with 30.75 guaranteed. Left uh, guard James Daniels gone to the Pittsburgh. 
the Bears' biggest move in was ju- defensive tackle Justin Jones from the Chargers for 12 million. I object to you calling the Steelers the Pittsburgh because it gives you unnecessary, like, the, like you're actually worth Steelers. something. You're just a Mitch Trubitz. Didn't they lose Khalil Mack as well? <laughs> Who? They did lose Khalil Mack. Yeah, that was a long time ago. It feels like yeah. they went to the Chargers. Yeah, it was. It was a long time ago. <laughs> I heard of him. Uh, yeah. But let's be honest. The Bears' worst game was the one where they tried to get their young Was that against the Yeah, it was the worst game yet. We can cover the last 10 years and we'd struggle to get an half decent good game for the, for the beer. So let's You're right. Um, I went no. for the week 16 game in Seattle where they had to start Nick Foles with 10 points down at half time, but scored 11 in the fourth quarter to win 25 to 24. Cool. Now the worst picked game. A, a dead rubber between two teams that didn't have anything to play for. Wow, great game that was. That's that's well done, more about Chicago. the beers than Jim, though. That's not. It's not. That's that's saying. Take, well done, Chicago. Not, let's not take this out on Jim. It's not Jim's fault. No, <laughs> no this is the beers' fault. No, that game. That game against the Browns. I'm sure it was the Browns. Week three loss. Fields came out with like the seven, seventy points or something. Yeah, Justin Fields' pathetic. first start, um, and the game Matt Nagy appeared to want his QB to die on the field. The Browns had nine sacks and fifteen QB hits. Um, as there was absolutely hell. swamped at the line. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Can I just can I just clarify that? So nine nine sacks and fifteen sacks. QB hits. Yeah. Are those nine sacks contained within the fifteen QB hits? No. Or is it? Or is it? So no. it's 20, 24, 24 hit. times. He yeah. Got hit. Flipping it. The QB hit isn't a sack. <laughs> no, no, that's what I wanted. I, I didn't think it was, but I just I, I needed to make sure because. Bloody hell! I mean, yeah, that they, is they, amazing. The Bears managed forty six total yards. In a twenty-six to six loss, Jesus Christ! <laughs> and that forty-six was not the lowest net yards this season either. There was one where right. the, team got the most surprising thing about the Bears this year is that they let Nagy stick around so long. Yeah, yeah. Should have been this is what I said when happened. after that week I was like, Look, if it's inevitable, just do it now. What What are you waiting for? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's as bad as any team's game. Any Any game this season for any team, that's as bad as it gets. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, players that are on the block, Akeem Hicks, defensive end, he's 32 years old. Eddie Goldman, defensive tackles, only 28. Um, Jimmy Graham, 35-year-old tight end. Jimmy Graham's not 35. It's only he's 35. Danny <laughs> Trevathan, oh, inside linebacker, he's 32. Yeah. Tariq Cohen's 26-year-old uh, running back. Jason Peters, only 40 years old at left tackle. Um, so he's been, he was there last year. Is he going to be there next year? Who knows? And uh, to Sean Gibson was the other a big one. Free safety, he's 31. So quite a lot of older players there. That you are the kidding, context. Matthew Nagy. I mean, it's literally <laughs> dad's army. He's gone. He's ridiculous. gone. <laughs> They've got 15.7 million uh, in cap space. They've got only six draft picks, no first rounder. Um, they've got two second round picks, a third, two fifths and a sixth. So their first pick they is lost, number 39. They lost that first rounder because they moved up for fields, didn't they? Yes. They That one went to New York? I want to say New it? York. Yeah. I'm not sure. Whoever it was, anyway. But yeah. So, um, yeah, they, they've got an enormous amount of needs. So mm. best of luck to them because they're going to need it again. Yeah. I'm going with wide receiver as their biggest need. I mean, they brought in Bar- uh, Byron Pringle from the Chiefs, but they're going to need more options for Justin Fields than that. So... Receiver, D line, O line, 
I was thinking uh, the D line, probably a cornerback, maybe a safety. I was uh, thinking definitely D-line, a tight but... end. Um, yeah, they they probably could just do with best player available. To be honest, I was, I was thinking D line specifically because because they lost Mac and um, Akeem Hicks, and both of them are stout at stopping the run. They've still got Roquan mm. Smith there, but Smith tends to be a drop deep sort of Sam linebacker more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to need some help in the middle. I don't know if they've brought anyone in to shore up the centre line, but I mean, it might be a good year this year to to go and get um, a Packers a Packers running back. So I, uh, I think he's, he's against the Bears. It might be measured in kilometres more than yards. <laughs> so they brought in Justin Jones from the Chargers a defensive tackle but other than that not, not much never and never ever suggest that the Chargers are a beacon of what should be done to stop the run because <laughs> they have been ravaging that I for know. a generation I know <laughs> <laughs> alright last team in the NFC North and that was the yeah, uh, baby. Dave's Detroit Lions uh, they finished with a 3-13-1 record last season they were 5-11 and so one and a half games worse uh, well, let's just go through the best, best get. Nothing really happened through the off season. Um, no, uh, no coaching moves or anything like that. So, best game three and a half to choose from. I think it has to be the week 15 game against the Cardinals. They were 17 nothing up at half time and won the game comfortably 30 points to 12. Stop shaking your heads, boys. That is the best <laughs> game they had. Come on, definitely not the best game they no. had. Definitely not. There's only one game that set them on the path to glory. True story. And that game was 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 the uh, the the tied game um, against tied your game. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. I mean, I know you're so, trying to labour this point that we tied with them, but do you know that game? You know, there's no way you can put that in as best game of the season for any team. <laughs> no one what, came what out of that. Was that pretty. game in? What week was that? In? <sighs> It's like it's week seven, eight. Mm, like it was later than that. Right. So, so actually, you know, having lost the heartbreaker to the Ravens, yes, and that was lost every on. other game before it, you know, this is the one game where they've actually turned up and went. You know what? We're not as bad as that team opposite us. <laughs> We're gonna <laughs> dig in and get something from they this. Beat the playoff Cardinals. They beat him 30 points to 12. I'm sorry, but you're Week wrong. 16, the Cardinals were a dumpster week fire. 15. They didn't beat the playoff Cardinals. Week 15, they were great. That's week not the 16. playoff Cardinals. Week 8 was the playoff Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, the, the Cardinals, if they'd have played the Cardinals at the beginning of the season, they were the Alexis Sanchez that Arsenal had. When they played them in week, was it 17, 18 or whatever it was, that was the Alexis Sanchez that played for Manchester United. That was the old fat black who had no need. Um, but that's a Cliff Kingsbury sign for you. Listen, the only issue, I, the only, the only reason I'll say the Steelers game, and I'm not saying it because it's the Steelers. Terrible game. The week before, it was it was a horrendous game. But the, the Lions came out. The Lions did everything that they could. To be fair, both teams did everything they could to lose that game. It was diabolical. <laughs> and I think I'm right in saying it was Mason Rudolph who actually played that game. It was. So, yep. Yeah, it was. The, the fact was, up until that point, and I can I can absolutely be completely honest about this they, they did not look like winning a single game a couple of they came close against the the, the uh, Vikings beating the Ravens the, where, what, Mate, the only reason they didn't beat the Ravens was because Justin Tucker kicked a flipping NFL record field goal yeah okay but again 
at that point, they still hadn't won a game. They get run all over. And that was down to pure luck as much as anything. But this was the, this was the game where they had multiple opportunities to it and actually came out with a result, not a loss. Up to that still point, reaching. What was I, I picked a win. All right. I don't know. Eight <laughs> losses on a row. Eight losses on a row. And a lot of people were looking at fixtures going, I'm not going to win a single game. And that was the momentum killer of going, yes, we can. Worst game. There was a 50-burger in there thanks to the Seahawks. They got swept by the Bears. I'm picking the biggest margin of loss from week eight at home to the Eagles. The Lions scored their only touchdown with under eight minutes to go in the game and ended 44-6. to six. Yeah, uh, Let's be lost. honest, you could have picked any one of the three and a half <laughs> other than the three and a half. So, yeah. you know, um, yeah. the Lions, although they were feisty at times, you know, they never truly convinced that they would you know, win games consistently. Um, they did have sparks, though. They had the odd game here and there where you kind of they kept it close till the fourth quarter. Or that's what it know. was. Moments. It was moments that they they that they had. Um, but but the the improvements that you saw towards the end of the season compared to the beginning of the season was vastly different. I mean, they were sign they were significantly better team at the end of the year than they were. They were still the fighting that dog, which was encouraging to see. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Outside linebacker Jalen Reeves Mabin has gone to Houston on the two year, seven and a half million dollar deal. No, DJ card. Chark was the one largest move in from Jacksonville on a one year, $10 million deal, fully guaranteed. Um, Nick Williams, defensive tackle, he's out of contract. So is Dean Marlowe, strong safety. Joel Heath, defensive tackle. Will Holden, guard. And Tyrell Crosby, tackle. The other kind of um, significant guys the biggest... in these new contracts. Biggest positive was TJ Hawkinson signing a new deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that kicks in until next year, but it's basically a pre-deal where everything will go on as a uh, signing bonus or something like that. Um, and yeah, they're still sort of being hit with a dead cap space for uh, Matt Stafford as well. Yeah. So yeah. once that's up, you'll see a much more active and free agency next year. But they do have nine draft picks. They've got uh, two first-round picks, a second, two-thirds, a fifth, two-sixths, and a seventh. Um, so they're picking second overall and 32nd in the first round. So both very important um, draft pieces there. The 32nd one was for Stafford, obviously, from the Rams. They've got 14.6 million in cap space as well. Um, it's fairly certain on mock drafts they're going for an edge rusher. At least that's what everyone's drafting for them. Um, there are two kind of standout edge rushers in this class. There's Aiden Hutchinson, who's kind of a Max Crosby comp, and uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, who's more of a Chase Young type, uh, high upside edge rusher. Yeah, there's a lot of questions being asked about Kayvon Thibodeau, though. So, yeah, whether they're fair or not. Um, well, it's a lot of it's his own. So, Punk, I know you probably haven't paid an enormous amount of attention. So, Kayvon Thibodeau is allowed from. He's a lad from Oregon. He's an outs- he's a edge rusher, proper proper edge rusher, not outside linebacker stuff. And um, basically, there's lots of questions about him. How much does he love football? Does he take plays off? Because Aiden Hutchinson or Hutch, the Hutch is his brand. He likes to create a brand for himself. He's basically one of those guys who plays every single down, completely 100 mile an hour every single down. Um, Thibodeau doesn't do that and uh, there was a lot of questions raised over does he love football is he in it just for you know the fame and his brand etc etc 
um, and he said, okay, when we, when I go to uh, the combine, I'll show everyone how much, how much skill I've got, et cetera, et cetera. Went to the combine, did a couple of drills and went, right, I'm going on. So went basically. And then so he's Miles Garrett. He was, he's Miles yeah. Garrett, basically. Yeah. He, and then I was decided, just say, and then, he's Miles Garrett or Jadavian Clowney, you know? And then he decided not... that he was going to do it at his pro day. And at his pro day, blew everyone away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still so, came across as being a bit of a dick. Yeah, bit of a bell end, absolutely. You know, at the end of the day, though, he's not the first player to take plays off in the mm-hmm. league, and he won't be the last. No, and no. if by taking plays off, he actually extends his career by three or four years, then in his eyes, that's a good thing to do. Absolutely. So, and you know, that, until, that I until, think... until I see him play, I'm not going to I'm not no, going to slate no, the no, guy. No, absolutely. And I think that is one of the major... Um, viewpoints that you've got some scouts who are very firm in saying, Look, you know, this is a guy that we want on our team, he's u- uber committed and he's very talented. And other guys going, mm, Not sure. So, some mock drafts you'll see him going one, two, others you'll see him going five, six, seven. So, regardless, he's going to be top 10, making himself lots of money. 100%. Yeah. Fair play 100%. to him. So, that was the Detroit Lions and that was the NFC North. So, it's time to move on, boys, to the NFC South, and this year it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that finished on top. <clears throat> Thirteen and four record last season. They were eleven and five. Um, so then, after the season finishes and they they go out of the playoffs, Brady up and retires. Then two months later, he retires. Uh, of course, they can't keep the band together like last year. Guard Alex Kappa has gone to the Bengals to protect Joe Burrow instead. Safety Jordan Whitehead's gone to the Jets. Former first round pick tight end OJ Howard's gone to the Buffalo Bills. And running back Ronald Jones is now in Kansas. They did sign Russell Gage from Atlanta on a three-year, $30 million deal. And they re-signed Leonard Fournette and William Golston as well. But, uh, yeah, not quite the same Bucks team that we're going to be seeing for the third year in a row. Um, best game on taking the Week 13 win over the Bills. The Bucks had a lot of easy wins this year, arguably the worst division in football. But that game against the Bills meant you had to take them seriously. They were never behind in a 33-27 win. I have no argument with that, but NFC East is worse than the South. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I reckon. No, I'll go for that. The worst game has to be the following week against the Saints. Well, I was going right? to say, yeah, I mean, they, <laughs> the worst game, they still got swept by the Saints, which is pretty funny. Um, they lost to the Commanders and got taken down twice by the Rams once in the playoffs. So I'm picking that week 14 game where Taysom Hill led the Saints to a three field goal shutout of the Bucks, <laughs> 9-0, and it meant that we didn't need to take them to the Bucks seriously after all. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was just hilarious. An amazing scoreline. They they <laughs> lost in the divisional round, uh, yes. thirty points to twenty seven against the Rams. For some reason, I don't remember a lot of that game. Were they like Rams were Rams were like twenty three nothing up at half time. Oh, uh, that uh, was it. And then there was the almost comeback. Off the gas. Yes, mm-hmm. Bucks came back and tied it, and then the Rams went down and scored the last second winner. Yeah, yeah, I remember that now. I was trying to think. I thought I don't remember anything about that game, but yeah, yeah, no. It was actually a decent game. It was actually a very interesting game to watch, and I remember all sitting there on the yes. old uh, socials and all the rest know, of the game. My I God, remember going bloody come back again. Aren't they? I was like, don't don't sleep on Brady. Don't sleep on Brady. And then yeah, I they remember I cashed out on Stafford. that one. I almost lost lots of money. Yeah, yeah. So those are the uh, the best and worst games as far as I can see. There, uh, players that are still on the block. Jason Pierre-Paul, uh, 33-year-old defensive end. Ndamukong Sue, 35-year-old defensive tackle. Gronk, 
32, but he'll probably be back because Brady's there. Richard Sherman, 33. It's a proper dad's army. And Joe Bernard, who's now 30 years old as a running back, the ex-Bengal. Uh, yeah, they all need contracts. Biggest need? Um, <laughs> they do need a new quarterback, damn it. I mean, you know, Carl Trask is the back and O-line. I'm not joking when I say that. No, because no. the problem was when when Brady retired, we were kind of sitting there going, "Oh, Kyle Trask, mm, not sure about that." They need some kind of succession plan because if you don't put in a succession plan, what happens? You end up with Mitch Trubisky, and that's not the situation they want, they want or need to be in. <laughs> not um, in that situation. Facts exactly. speak for themselves. <laughs> yeah, they need some kind of succession plan. Whether that's go and get Baker Mayfield for a year. Go and get, just go and get someone. Just go and get someone. It doesn't matter who it is, but have some kind of succession plan in place, because I personally don't think Kyle Trask is the guy. No, I'm I'm not a, a huge believer in Kyle Trask. No, um, I also think it's pretty disingenuous of, of of Brady to you know go and spend what four weeks with his kids and then decide he hates them so much that. Yeah, he'd rather go back and get hit by 300-pound defensive tackles again. So, you know, I think if I was Giselle, I'd be thinking about a divorce maybe and and just, you know, take him for half of everything now so that you don't have to actually put up with him moping around the house next year say, onwards. She's probably worth more than he is. So take yeah. him for oh, half of absolutely. Take him for half of what? I don't know, half his golf clubs. There you go. <laughs> you got to feel sorry for the person that uh, auctioned his uh, final touchdown ball as well. That's absolutely useless. The now. guy that paid for it, yeah. yeah. Not the guy that no. sold it. No, I don't person. feel sorry for him at all. <laughs> I don't feel sorry for him at all because <laughs> yeah. the guy paid like half a million dollars for it. He's probably got a few quid in the bank. I dare say that some bloke <laughs> did not sell his house just for that game ball and has now got nothing. No, <laughs> yeah, I don't feel like sorry for him <laughs> Yeah, Living under a bridge in, in Florida, just hugging a ball. <laughs> yeah. Would you, yeah, a would you ball. generally, would you genuinely ever sit there and go, right, love, get the house on the market, we're buying a football? You go, <laughs> what? Are you mad? I don't know, but it's Tom Brady's. So I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if it's a deflated football. We're not buying it. Definitely Shut deflated. up. Get back in your box. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Bucks have a few draft picks, not too many. Though. A first round, a second, a third, a fourth, and two sevenths. So they're picking at 27 this year. Yeah, they need to bring it. Bring in an offensive lineman. Someone to shore it up because Brady is nothing without space. And having someone who you can yeah, rotate yeah. in and really absolutely. provide a bit of protection is, is not going to be... saw it a couple of times reason. last year where players went out injured and all of a sudden, you know, that line would collapse and mm-hmm. you'd have no time to throw and... All the rest of it. So yeah, I agree. I think O line's where you look first. Well, they've also got to look at the defensive line. Um, if they're not going to re-sign JPP and Nadomikan Sue, then you've only got Vita Vare there, and he's going to need some help. As good as he is, you're going to need to do something to help him out. But that's just me. You probably do awesome. need to do something, but I think I think you probably end up re-signing JPP on a two-year contract or something. Mm. To be honest. I'm trying to think who else they've got as edge rushers. No names are springing to mind, so that must mean... Where's Shaq Barrett these days? Shaq Barrett, isn't it? Uh, is he still there? He's I still don't there. know. Don't know. You should Let know. He's still there. He's on the contract. 
No, he I like Shaq Barrett last year, didn't he? Uh, he was tagged he and then signed a new deal, but it was only a one-year deal. So Shaq Barrett currently plays outside so lineup for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, yeah. So he's still there. I thought he was still there. I was talking about interior defensive line. But that's it. I don't care about the Bucks anyway. Oh, so there we go. Semantics. Yeah. Let's move on then going, to the New Orleans Saints. Bar. The New Orleans Saints finished nine and eight after finishing twelve and four the season before. And Sean Payton decided he'd seen enough of, with one year without Drew Brees. Um, Dennis Allen was promoted from the defensive coordinator to the head coaching job for the Saints. Jameis Winston played six and a bit games for New Orleans and still ended up as their top passer. Um, this is standard Andy Dalton as a backup to Jameis. The big move was losing left tackle Toronto Armstead to the Dolphins for $75 million. Uh, Free safety Marcus Williams went to the Ravens on the $70 million deal. The Saints got Marcus May from the Jets to fill that gap. Trevor Simeon's gone to Chicago, so Dalton went the other way. Um, and then also, just breaking news, Malcolm Jenkins announced his retirement after 13 seasons, three pro, pro, three pro Bowls and two Super Bowls, one for the Saints and one for the Eagles. Jenkins was a first-round pick for the Saints in 2009. He played 199 regular season games and 14 times in the playoffs, 21 interceptions, 24 fumbles, and eight touchdowns. What a bit season. Of, bit of a ledge. Well, 13 of them, if you spread them out. But even then, still <laughs> quality player. Absolutely quality safety. Um, originally a, a cornerback. You'd think he'd have wanted to play one more game just to make it 200. <laughs> yeah. but, you know. I don't think it really matters. He's got the 14 playoff games in That's there. That's a dreadful number. At least you remember true. it. Yeah, man. Uh, um, I would like yeah. to commiserate with Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, after his injury problems last season, he is now absolutely 100% likely to get injured again because Andy Dalton is his backup. <laughs> and as we mentioned on the last pod, every person that Andy Dalton backs up ends up getting hurt and fits as well. Games. So, yeah, so commiserations to Jameis. Um, enjoy your, your your season watching from your hospital bed again. Can we um, can we turn it around ever so slightly and do the worst game first? Go on then, Dave. What you got I, for the worst game? I think their worst game was Is week there a one. Good game? Week one against the Packers. Because they won that game 38-3. Yeah. And as all and of us can tell you, it's the hope that kills you. <laughs> <laughs> After years with Drew Brees, it's the hope. Because then they went out the following week and lost lost 26-7 against the Panthers. It's the hope I that kills James you. James Winston yep. Yeah. Five, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. Week one, they're thinking, oh, yeah. Jameis's <laughs> eye surgery has really worked. We are on something here. And the following <laughs> week, they're going, oh, for God's sake. Dave, as so, much as yeah. I'd love to give you a win as their worst game, <laughs> they lost to the Giants in week four. I was going to say they I mean. lost to the Giants. Oh, they, were, <laughs> they were head by left no, no, no. at home. I, I absolutely was joking. <laughs> yeah, they let, they let the Giants force over time and then lost to give the Giants their first win of the season, 27-21. Um, you don't get away yeah. with that. So that was their worst game. Best game I had was the week eight win at home to the Bucks. Even with Jameis going down early, the Saints were never behind in the game. They turned Tampa over three times. And won the game 36-27. Yep. They have the Bucks number. Either I'm not taking the 9-0 win as their best game. So yeah, 36 no, no, no. That'll week that'll week one. That'll week one, yeah. 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 But again, that like was, said, that was the only a, game. A weird game. That was the only game the Packers lost at Lambeau Field last year. Apart from the one against the 49ers in the playoffs. Oh. Regular regular season. Regular season. <laughs> <laughs> 
free agent still, PJ Williams, the cornerback. He's 28. You've got Quan Alexander, linebacker, who's 27. And uh, strong safety, Jeff Heath, who's 30 years old. A rogues gallery of who's not wanted. Mm. The, the cap space, amazingly, they got 22.1 million, which is the second most. They have, have they managed that? I they don't haven't. know, but they've, they have managed they've, it. They Second converted loads thing. of deals. Yes. They converted loads and loads of deals um, that were uh, caps overall ba- uh, for this season. They basically turned them into signing bonuses, which means all of them are then spread over the next four years or whatever it will be. Yeah. Um, right. So all they've basically done is do exactly what they've done for the past however many years and kick the can down the road. Mm. Eventually, it will all catch up. And all, all they're doing is preventing themselves from being aggressive in free agency. That's all they're doing. They, they, you know, as long as you keep on doing what you're doing, the only thing you're doing is retaining the players you have and nothing more. Yes, they've got loads of cap space now, but those players are going to be signed on massive deals because they're the only options left. And they're not so even retaining the same, those players because Teron Armstead's gone and Marcus Williams. Is exactly. Gone. So exactly. So what what's going to happen when they have to go out and buy, uh, you know get a, a player on big money? They, they have to overpay for them because so much time in free agency is spent creating cap space because agents don't want to do it earlier because the later you do it, the better the cap is. So what they're doing is basically saying, okay, Mr. Mr. Raider, uh, Mr. Punk Raider, you're currently, let's say, a tight end. You're currently on 27 million. What we're going to, uh, over two years, what we're going to do is give you 13 million a year, uh, 13 and a half million a year um, for the next two years, give them both as signing bonuses. You get them all as one massive big lump sum. That's now spread over the two-year period. So you get 27 million in one big hit, um, 13 and a half million a year. All that means is now you absolutely fundamentally cannot go out and sign another player because your commitment is now two years long rather than one year. Yeah. That's it. It's, it's, it's nonsense. So everyone thinks, oh, Saints have been really clever. They've cleared loads of cap space. You haven't. All you've done is extend your debt. You've made one massive debt into a manageable monthly repayment. Well done. <laughs> well, that always works as well. Uh, so draft picks, they've got a first rounder, a second, two thirds, a fourth, a fifth, and a seventh. So they're picking 18th in the first round. They did have a sixth rounder, but they had to forfeit it for multiple COVID violations. So that's why the sixth isn't there. So what do they do uh, for the rest of this offseason? As far as I can see, wide receiver is their biggest need. Um, Michael Thomas was a non-factor last year. Um, no one got over the double-digit touchdowns, not even Alvin Kamara. Well, I mean, to be fair, if you haven't got a quarterback, there's no point in throwing it to a wide receiver. Is there? So, so got a tight end. Know, it's just not going to happen. That's, that's, so that's so they, had the, they had the running back playing quarterback last season. So... Yeah, at least this season with Dalton, they've got half a chance of Michael Thomas making 500 yards and three touchdowns or something. Because who do they got as, as, as wide receivers now? They've got Michael Thomas, if he decides he wants to play, Marquez Callaway, Traquan Smith. Traquan Smith. I can't think of anyone else. I know they've got um, Adam Troutman, who's a tight end. He's, He's a tight end. I like him. He's half decent. Yeah. Other than that, I can't think of much more talent that they've got. No. Well, there yeah, wasn't more than four touchdowns on that, that team. Well, Kamara got nine in total, rushing and receiving. If they if they bring back if they bring back Michael Thomas and actually get him, you know, get his appetite back and get him wanting to work, then that big is a big big plus for them because on his day he is devastating. But for some reason, he just seems to not 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 really want to play at the moment. It's a, a big weird. big if. Deg- He's dead cap next se- this season if they cut him to 38 million, by the way. <laughs> what a number. So it tells me he's not getting cut. 
oh, it'd be, be amazing though, wouldn't it? Mm. <laughs> so from the Saints down to the Atlanta Falcons, they finished with a 7-10 and 10 record last season. They were 4-12, and 12, so improvements. Uh, after 14 years, though, Matt Ryan's no longer the face of the Atlanta Falcons. Traded to the Colts instead of delivering a record 40 million cap hit for next season. The Falcons had to move on. They've moved uh, to Raiders backup Marcus Mariota as their starting quarterback. It's all about Mitch Trubisky. Um, they lost linebacker Fuesade Olukon to the Jags for 45 million. And wide receiver Russell Gage to the Bucks for 30 million we talked about earlier. They did re-sign Corridor Patterson though and brought cornerback Casey Hayward from Las Vegas. No, their their dead cap this season still includes Julio Jones. Nice. <laughs> Julio Jones is going to be not only is he not on the team that he left them for, he's on a different team after that. He's still a free agent. <laughs> um, so yeah, their dead cap for the next season is sixty-two million. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. As bad as they were last year, they're going to be even worse next year. You'd say the Falcons are in um, rebuild mode, but the Falcons seem to have been re- in rebuild mode ever since halftime in that Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so that might be the funniest thing you've ever said. Yeah. <laughs> you, you kind of, and that's you kind not of an just insult. Have to live with it now. You kind of, you no, kind of just have to live with it now and, and go, well, the Falcons are just going to be bad, um, you know, for at least another couple of seasons. But you ask about needs and things, you know, they need everything, man. It's, they need the absolutely is, it's, everything. It's all, all, everything comes down to with the Falcons. It's all the stupid decisions they make. If mm-hmm. they cut Young Way Koo, for example, their kicker, it's 8 million in dead cap. Come on. What are you, why are you putting yourselves in positions like that? And they went and got Todd Gurley, didn't they? Todd, they paid him a fortune, relatively yeah. speaking, to what his production was. They, they, they make it very difficult for themselves to be successful because they're constantly shooting themselves in the groin. And it's really, why have you got, why are you in a position where you, the, the, the cap space is 20, uh, 200 million? 60 million is being given away to players who no longer play for you. It's madness. Utter madness. But there you go. So it is the Falcons' way. Yeah, their best game. I mean, they didn't beat any good teams. So I'm going with a week nine away win to the uh, Saints. They survived a late comeback attempt from New Orleans, but won it 27-25. <sighs> it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. Um, worst well, game of what? they have a game week... in London? Did they play in London? They were meant to play in London Falcons. the year before against the Broncos. Yeah, they got cancelled. Oh, is that what it was? And I got that. I got okay. canned. Yeah. Um, worst game. I wanted to put the Week Ten beat down at the Cowboys. The Falcons lost forty-three-three with one field goal in the first quarter and three interceptions in a row. But the following week, they got shut out at home to the Patriots, twenty-five nothing. They had four interceptions in that game in a row. Josh Rosen and Felipe Franks helped on that uh, on that particular Jeez. stat. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, what I was gonna, what I was gonna say with the Cowboys. Remember the year before when they played the Cowboys, or maybe the year before that. It was that game where they were winning by a hundred and something points, and the Cowboys came back at the last minute yeah. with a monumental 49, comeback. By a point. Or it was something like that. that. And I remember I was listening to um, one of the phones. I can't remember what it was. It was after that game, and a cow and a Falcons fan came on and said, this, this, the loss this year, the 43 loss this year, was more embarrassing than the, the comeback loss. That's the thing that stuck in my mind when you mentioned that Cowboys game. But yeah, it could be 25 the Jets this year. Yeah. 
don't they know. They played the Jets this year in London. I'm they sure they did. played the Jets. I don't know if it was in London. I think it was in London because it was the You're tight right, end whose name Tottenham has Hotspur completely, Stadium. completely evaded me. The tight out end for the Falcons. Yeah. Cal Pitts. That's the one. Cal yeah. Pitts. So they don't need a tight end. There they go. don't need a tight end. That's my analysis. They're all they right. They do need a wide receiver. Um, their current starters are Olamide Zacchaeus, Kaderil Hodge, and Frank Darby. Wow. I mean, Carpets was the one player to Not get over a thousand Kodero yards receiving, Patterson. but he had as many touchdowns as Lee Smith. One. <laughs> That's one more than Kenny Golladay. <laughs> it's true. True. But he only had What's one your touchdown. With Kenny Golladay, man? Leave the guy alone. I just can't believe I no, genuinely the Kenny Golladay thing winds me up. How they managed to pay 72 mm-hmm. million over two years or whatever it was, three years, <laughs> to a receiver that can't catch one touchdown in a season. It's just criminal. The only thing I've got to say to that is well done, Kenny Golladay. <laughs> That's all I've got to say to that. Other Falcons on well, the block one, at the moment. Well done, Kelly's agent. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Other Falcons currently looking for a contract. As I said, Lee Smith, 34-year-old tight end. AJ McCarron, the old uh, QB, he's 31 already. Josh Andrews, Andrews no. 30 years old. AJ McCarron's 50. Fabian Moreau, cornerback, is 27. Brandon Copeland, outside linebacker, is 30 years old. Tajay Sharp, the wide receiver, uh, ex-Titan, I believe, uh, 27 Jeez. years old. And Josh Rosen, the ripe old age of 25, is already looking for another contract. How many? He's been at what five, five different franchises in five years or something? Yeah, because yeah, he was with 49ers, Miami, Atlanta, Cardinals, uh, Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, for a guy drafted 10th overall who had the unmitigated goal to say that nine teams made a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. He's one, one team. Well, sorry, four teams made a mistake. Yeah, yeah, one team did make a mistake. Uh, they've what currently do, got what do we, what do we think in cap of, space. What do we think of the, the Mariota signing then? What's what's the feeling on that? Because I'm somewhat underwhelmed by it, but it's, that is the worst yeah, QB pickup. And we've we've seen Carson Wentz I mean, move this off season. At, at least they're not paying him a huge. I'm only paying him what five million quid or something like that. So it's not horrendous. It's not like they've gone that's and an given him a massive deal for a starting quarterback. That's absolute toilet. I think we were paying him more as a backup. Or at least yeah, give yeah, him a seven. Yeah. But what they're doing is they're giving him an opportunity, and that's worth more than any amount of money. If you say oh, to a starting quarterback, this is like saying to, get to back a, an artist, "Well, I'll give you some exposure. I can't pay you, but I'll give you yeah, some no, no exposure." Exactly. Bollocks. Pay he's the guy. He's obviously chosen to go there. He's chosen to go you there. Can't, for, you can't pay your bills quid, with so. exposure. Mm. <laughs> you can pay your bills with five million quid, though. <laughs> so don't give me that nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you can say, look, we, we're going to give you a start for an entire season, um, and if you prove you're good enough, you'll get money elsewhere. You'll get money here. I think mean, I think it's the perfect, perfect, perfect move for him. Yeah, I mean, um, it, this is weird. Sure there are better options the out Falcons. there. There's there's Jimmy Garoppolo. It, there's Baker Mayfield. You know, there's t- there's players yeah. you could bring in um, for not a huge amount of money and would still be a massive shot in the arm compared to Marcus Mariota. Yeah. That is, Marcus Mariota is a the white Falcons. flag for the entire season. Let's face it. The Falcons do not have an offensive line. There is no way Marcus Mariota is, is going to be able to do thing, anything. Though. 
No. It was only a couple of years ago that they spent two first round picks on that offensive line. It was Chris Lindstrom and the other guy. I can't remember what his name was. (laughs) Um, And that tells you everything. Chris Lindstrom was a guard and they spent a first round pick on him. And so everyone was expecting me, me as well, to think that line is going to be special. You know, Matt Ryan is going to have days to throw the ball. Julio Jones is going to to be catching absolute bombs. He's going to be running all the way there. Nothing. Nothing. And that's the biggest disappointment. It's, again, it's stupid decisions. Of course, Calvin Ridley suspended for the season. Yeah, yeah, good point. Good point. Nuts. No. Absolutely nuts. So, whereas they did have a few little pieces, they now don't. Well, the good thing is, uh, is the good news for the Falcons is there's lots of uh, good quarterbacks in next year's draft. <laughs> so, maybe that's the, where the good news for the Falcons is that there's lots of nice barbecue places around the Atlanta area so they can just oh. go and put their feet up and watch Sunday well they yeah. couldn't get to Sean Watson no. who's now in Cleveland thanks very much Cleveland I mean they, they didn't surely they didn't honestly think that you know they had a shot at getting him I mean they'd have to give up money that they just don't have well I don't they're expecting so much to be given by Cleveland for Deshaun Watson. I think with the, the, the cloud that's hanging over him, you can quite realistically expect not to have to, to give up so much for him. I mean, the, the Texans wanted him off their books as well. And to go out of conference, they would have probably preferred that. So yeah. I think the Falcons are in a very good position um, to trade for him. If you look at their, their draft picks, they're, they're picking an eighth overall in this draft. They've got two second round picks, two thirds, a fourth, a fifth, and two sixths. If they've given up their first round pick this year and maybe the first next year or a second and third next year, you could have probably got him. The Browns, I believe, are massively paid for Deshaun Watson. I think they have the draft capital. I think you're absolutely right. They, I just don't think they have the money. just don't think they have the cap space. To be able to go in and give a quarter of a billion pounds fully guaranteed. Well, again, I think they've what they were looking for. No, I agree, hundred percent. But that that must have been what they were asking for. You don't go in and offer that as a starting price if you're the brand. If you ever met Jimmy Haslam, (laughs) he can offer anything at any time. Bloody useless. Our paths paths haven't run into each other. (laughs) You haven't haven't seen how he operates. Didn't see him down at the local Asda, no. A clown in the, in the no, minefield, be... basically. Is how He's got no money. Jimmy has the negotiating style. <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, look, if, if the Falcons are sensible about this, they can they can build something for next season that allows them to then take a quarterback in next year's draft and, you know, actually protect them and give them a bit of a chance. Um, I, think, I think they write this season off. I mean, you know, they're not going to... They're not going to do anything at all this season. But I think if they if they draft properly this year and, and get some pieces, especially on that O line, sorted out, then you know, when Ridley comes back next year, you've got Pitts playing tight end. You know, I'm sure I'm sure that whoever they pick up in next year's draft at number one overall will be uh, absolutely fine. Yeah, so for next yeah. year, for 2023, currently they have no dead cap money whatsoever. Wow. However, their left their left tackle, Jake Matthews, currently has a cap hit of 34 million for next year. That's a left tackle cap hit. We'll get dead money. Well, I mean, dead money that's standard, is 31 million. For the Falcons, so, you know. But this is what I mean. I they have the opportunity. Got a $20 million cap hit. 
let me have a look at long snapper you got you, you, you have got my curiosity now. <laughs> no, this, is, this is exactly a punk i think you're 100 percent right and they have the capital and the opportunity to do something sensible i just don't trust them to make that decision because yeah. every so many decisions they make are fundamentally wrong um but you have to say best of luck to them because th- this is a real time for them new front office as well so you have to give them a chance uh, their yeah. long snappers earning something anymore. this year, and yeah, their long is earning seven hundred grand this year. So yeah, bit That's of a disappointment. Fun. I was hoping it was going to be league minimum, basically. <laughs> basically, yeah. Anyway, one more team, one more team, and then we're done, boys. And that is the Carolina Panthers. They finished five and twelve last season. They were five and eleven, so that extra game really helped them out. Um, a season that fell away with the end of September. The Sam Darnold experiment turned into a revolving door between Darnold and Cam Newton that didn't work. They lost linebacker Hassan Reddick to the Eagles and defensive tackle Daquan Jones to the Bills. They brought in right guard Austin Corbett from the Rams for $26.25 million and safety Xavier Woods from the Vikings. Bradley Bozeman at centre from the Ravens should also help that porous O-line. But I think they had just so many problems. I mean, Christian McCaffrey missed 10 games. They needed Christian McCaffrey to play 17 games and play them well. Yep. They needed Same as JC Horn. Yeah, they needed JC Horn, who's their first round pick, to come in and play. You know, he, he flashed it when he was there, he, but then got a season ending injury. Did he play a single game? How many did he actually I think it might be in the first game he got really injured. Really early, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think it might be in the first game. Um, and then they had to rely on Stefan Gilmore, who looks washed as a as a cornerback at least. Um, he's a, he's looking for a new contract at the moment. So is Matt Paradis, the centre, he thirty-two. He needs to switch to safety. Yeah, uh, Cam Newton is that a contract? They might re-sign him. I don't know. Um, Morgan Fox, defensive end, is twenty-seven. He needs a new contract. And AJ Boye as well, thirty-year-old uh, cornerback. He's done the rounds through the league. Rubbish. <laughs> Didn't used to be. We had him. No, we had him. At, we had him in Denver. He's, he's a flag machine. He's rubbish. <laughs> If we look at their best game, I'm taking the week two win over the division rival Saints. Everything clicked in that game. Done on three more touchdowns and interceptions, and the Panthers D held the Saints to just 128 yards and six first downs in the 26 to seven win. So that was about, that's what we could saw what the Panthers could do. Yeah, that's 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 when you you guys started creaming yourselves over how good the Panthers were going to be and that they'd make the playoffs. And no, 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 we we were. We were creaming ourselves a couple of years ago when they did an entire draft defensively and it yeah. looked as though they had a half-decent quarterback. Um, yeah, that, that didn't work out. The defence just fell away. Um, yeah. Worst game now, the combined score against the Bucks of 73-23 to 23 in those two games. But you know the rules, guys. If you manage to lose to the yeah. Giants, you're in. Yeah. And in week seven, Absolutely. it happened where they scored a field goal, then failed to score again as they ended up losing 25-3. to three. So to the Giants. To the Giants. That's an instant Only worst game of the three season. points on the Giants. Yeah, exactly. Dreadful. <laughs> Dreadful. The thing is, they went in, they went in at half time, five points to three against the Giants. Yeah, there was a safety in there. Three. Yeah. Donald. Yeah. And you you're going in at half time as a fan sitting in the stand going. <laughs> Chance. It's a 15-minute wait for the second half. Should we bother? <laughs> Should we just go? Yeah, is there, is the there any car. point hanging around? Yeah, yeah. let's just go. <laughs> um, yeah, so they've got 30.8 million in cap space, which is currently the most in the NFL. Uh, they've not got many draft picks, though. They've got a first-round pick. They're picking sixth overall. Then got to wait until round four. Two fifth-round picks, a sixth and a seventh. So a lot of pressure on that first-round pick. 
because they'll be waiting around for two days afterwards before being able to pick again. Um, <laughs> I mean, we have to talk about QB. They seem to have already given up on Sam Darnold despite giving up quite a bit for him last year. I don't know whether that's the best move or not. I think they have made some good moves on the O-line already. Like I said, uh, Bradley Bozeman and uh, Austin Corbett are two very good pickups for them. They did need to sort that O-line out. I think it could still do some more um, to help out on that. But they need to give whoever's under centre a chance, which they just didn't seem to have last year. Oh, I agree. I think, I think Donald was a bit unlucky last year. Um in that he didn't have a running game. He didn't have much of an O-line. His receivers didn't do anything to help him out. No. Um, I personally, you know, even when he was at the Jets, I, I think the Jets cut him too early as well. But, you know, it seems to be the way nowadays in that if your quarterback doesn't show it in his first season, then we throw him on the scrap heap and let someone else give it a go. Um, I personally think the Panthers would be foolish to do that because, let's be honest, there's no quarterback they're picking up this year that's going to be any better than Darnold. And, you know, and, unless they're completely rubbish again next season, they're not going to be picking high enough. So, you know, there are worse teams out there than the Panthers at the minute. And with the improvements to the O-line, if they can actually keep, you know, giving Donald chances, I think he'll probably come good or at least good enough. I think they send a telegram to all of the other teams or a fax or whatever they're using in Carolina nowadays. Pigeon. Um and they let everyone know that number six pick is up for sale and the highest bid is going to get it. Mm. Um, because you say they've, they've got a first round pick and then they've got nothing until round four. Um, and they're picking sixth overall and just say to everyone, look, this is for sale. We are basically listening to offers. We already have some offers. Mix shit up, you know. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, just basically look to say, we are going to be shipping it out and take a take a first, maybe a second, maybe something next year as well, but just get as much currency because the more pieces they can put in place, I think the better. Mm-hmm. Um, and hope that they can pick up. If, I mean, normally you don't you don't think of the as you don't think of Carolina as a team who pick badly. They're normally reasonably solid in the guys that they pick up. Yeah. Um, so you kind of trust them to say, okay, get you know get a late first, couple of seconds, or something like that, and just try and really pick up some you know some real good quality assets then go and get a go and get a baker mayfield go and get i'm not a mayfield fan but he's an upgrade on what they've got go and get a jimmy garoppolo go and get someone that's available Mm. um because they've tried the damn sam donald road and i'm not i'm not totally down on donald i think he has some talent if you've got someone who can actually coach him um but i think if if they're going to make a move then just do it you know it makes sense to me and these QBs will be available after the draft as well, won't they? I mean, you know, Garoppolo, Mayfield, they'll still be there after the draft, waiting around. Uh, Mayfield won't be there after. The, Mayfield won't be there after the draft. He'll you be gone so? before then. A hundred percent, he'll be gone before then. Maybe only, maybe only just before. But by the time the Browns are on the clock, or by the time the first round starts, Baker Mayfield will not be at the Browns. I don't know. They've they've got no cards to their chest now. The Browns. It's all in Baker's court. Of how that's going to go down. 100%, 100% I agree. It's in every other team's court as well because why would you go there and offer any, any, anything? Because you know full yeah. well that they have nothing to play. Mm-hmm. Just how I like it. Um, the other position they probably need is right tackle. I just don't really rate Tyler Merton. Sorry, but it's just not good. 
So if you can upgrade your right tackle position, then uh, I'd suggest doing that as well, Carolina. Uh, and that is it. With that, we have covered every team, all 32 in the NFL. Um, what's happened, what, what we think they need to do next. And uh, yeah, so hopefully that was informative to you guys. <laughs> um, now that's done, we can now concentrate a little bit more on the draft. Um, that's coming up at the end of next month. So we'll do a couple of shows um, showcasing some of those positions. Um, I'm sure we'll do a mock at some point. Um, I think I like, like, I like the mock we did last year yeah. um, where basically me and Jim have a row. Yeah, and it's different to the way everyone else does it as well. <laughs> yeah, no one's got different. a punk. <laughs> <laughs> no one's got a punk. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm going to sort my contract out. We can do that. <laughs> it's not going to take very long, I think. <laughs> you could, what, we could give you a contract like Tyler Moten where you don't actually get paid all that much, but your dead cap is 39 million. That is his dead cap this year. <laughs> I might hamstring you bringing in someone else, though. I'm not uh, sure Philly Sai's doing it for nothing anymore. Well, we'll see. <laughs> you get what you pay for. <laughs> Make sure you check us out on the socials, guys. Eating and paying. Time. And yeah, if you're talking about paying, let's talk about Patreon very quickly. So uh, go to patreon.com slash final down. We'll be posting up extra stuff. It was my fault last week. There was no extra footage, but this week we will be putting up some extra stuff for you guys um, uh, for there. So check that out. And if you can sign up, please do so. But with all that being said, until next time, I've been Jim, that's been Punk Raider, that's been Denver Dave, thank you very much for listening. 